Yeah, I have six chickens and a dog. <laughs> Name's Tyler. Um, yeah, so uh, I uh, well, and I I, I uh, went to uh, Kingswood University uh, for for ministry. Um, there, I was talking to Jim earlier. Well, it's Jim or James, right? You get you're still throwing me off with the two names. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but now I remember both of them rather than neither one. So, um, but uh, yeah, he's like, we don't, you know, we don't really want people to think we just got somebody off the street. They just showed up. Hey, I want to speak here. Uh, but uh, um, uh, today I'm thinking about the question of uh, where are you going, um, which is an excellent question. Where am I going? Who knows? Um, and uh, sometimes I think people, they know exactly where they're going. Other people, not so much. They're not sure where they're going. Um, and, and I think a, a lot of people are probably somewhere in between. We think we know where we're going. We have a general idea, but it's very important to know where we're going, isn't it? We have to have some idea. Otherwise, are you just sitting down maybe? Um, but uh, that's what I'm thinking about is where are you, where are you going? Uh, let's pray once more. Lord, I ask that uh, you would have your will and your way with this message and that it would be uh, nothing but what you want, Lord. And if there is anything that's not what you want, just have, go ahead and forget it, Lord. Have your will and your way with the rest of the service. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I am a very indecisive kind of person. I, I do not like making decisions. I don't care if it's a big decision or if it's a small decision. I, do, I don't care. I don't want to make it. Uh, unless for some reason um, I have a uh, particular um, idea of what I do or do not want. So like I was asked earlier um, if I wanted some coffee. I don't drink coffee, so I don't want coffee. Um, my wife, she'll drink coffee. I drink maple syrup instead. I, I really like maple syrup. And just a sip at the time. I don't like chug the whole jug. Yeah? <laughs> do you chug it or do you like sip on it? or? Yes, yes, there's so many things you can put that on. And, and, and in the process of making maple syrup, before it thickens up into the syrup consistency, it's the same kind of consistency of water. You just drink it and drink and drink, and it's not as strong either. So it just it has the, the very nice, sweet maple flavor, but you're not going to get a headache from a, a too much sugar all at once. Um, but uh, uh, just, I'll just sip on maple syrup. Um, I, I'm pretty odd, but uh, luckily you never have to see me again if you don't want to. <laughs> Except for Nick, I'll see you next Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> so, um, but I don't like making decisions unless it's something like I know I don't like coffee. Um, but uh, as for uh, when I want a sip of maple syrup, I don't know. That's a good question. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. Um, am I really tired? Like today, my brother just got married yesterday. Well, uh, not the brother that's here. So we, uh, um, <laughs> and, and so um, I, I, I don't, I might not want much maple syrup today or any because I might just give myself a headache because I'm tired and the sugar, just not a great idea. And I, so I get humming and hawing about all sorts of things. So you just imagine how uh, how much of a mess it might look like when I'm trying to think of where I'm going in general. Um, uh, uh, where, a lot of the places where I'm going, I'll have my wife uh, put it into the GPS, and even then I'll argue with the GPS. So good luck. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> where are you going? Maybe I'm the wrong person to speak on this. Or maybe God's like, Tyler, you're the best person for this job because you are an expert on not knowing where you're going. So, where are you going? I think, uh, first of all, you need to know God. That's, that's what, if you don't, like, if you don't know God, how on earth are you supposed to know where you're going? Um, so you need to know God. You need to know his ways. Um, and uh, um, I, what I'd like, what I would really like is for an angel to just come down and say, Tyler, this is what you are doing. These are all the steps. That you, when this thing comes up, just this is what you got to do or just ignore it. Or I just, I wish an angel would come down and tell me exactly what I need to know. Um, I'm not that important, though, so I've never had an angel come down and tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. It'd be very nice, but I'm not that important. Um, I, I wouldn't ask for God himself to, to come down because I'm definitely not that important. I know that. Um, but I do think about uh, Gideon in the Bible. Uh, and he, he said, uh, he asked God to give him a sign, basically, of what he was supposed to be doing. God was asking him to be leading uh, the Israelites uh, into battle and to uh, basically get rid of the people that were oppressing them. And so Gideon said, uh, I will put out a fleece, and I want you, God, to, how can you dare ask something of God? This is a little, like, magic trick, it seems. Like, God, I want you to, uh, in the morning, when I get out, um, that this fleece on the ground will be wet, and the ground will be completely dry. And so the next morning, he gets out. What do you know? He could wring that fleece, and it filled a bowl full of water. That was wet, and the, and the ground was dry. Well, that's not enough. He said, Lord, tomorrow, I'm going to do the same thing tonight, put the fleece out again. But in the morning, I want the fleece to be completely dry, and the ground covered in dew. And so then the next morning, he gets out, and what do you know? It's dry, and the ground is wet. At that point, are you really going to argue with God? I'm pretty sure God is telling you exactly where you need to be going, Gideon. Um, it would be nice if God would do those things for us in every situation, wouldn't it? No, you don't care. Okay. Um, I think it would be very nice. Um, I like to have an idea of where I'm going, but we have to know God and know his ways. If we don't know God, if we don't have a relationship with him, if we're not talking to him, uh, we might not have uh, the same kind of conversations that Gideon or Abraham had with God, but we have to know God. We have to get to know who he is in order to know where we're going, don't we? Um, we, we need to know him. And so I have an example and, uh, oh, I don't need that, but I'm going to move this up here. Maybe it'll be a slightly easier to see. Um, and I'm going to need some participation. So prepare yourselves. So A, B, C, D. I can, I know a few of those. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Where did I put the eraser? There it is. That's why we made sure we had an eraser. <laughs> Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 
don't worry, I am not a magician. I am Christian. It was a Christian university. 13, 14. It was a Christian university that I went to. It was not a math school. And um, I am going to need a volunteer. A very, you guys need to make sure it's a trustworthy kind of person. So don't be letting some volunteer volunteer themselves and everybody's like, oh no, I wouldn't trust that person with anything. So it needs to be a trustworthy person. Do we have a trustworthy person here? Yes. Nate? So hold on to this. Don't peek. Um, and uh, just hold on to that. So <clears throat> I'm going to need a few more volunteers. Um, yeah, I got this smudge. All right. So I need a, somebody raise your hand. Volunteer. All right. Uh, uh, lady over there in the back. Now, um, so you can just stay there. I want you to pick um, two of these letters, A, B, C, or D. Pick two. You pick B and D. So I am going to cross those off. I need another volunteer. All right, you um, pick either A or C. C. All right, I need another volunteer. Somebody else? Anybody? <laughs> Tia, what? Uh, <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12. Pick two. Yeah. 9 and 12. So, there we go. And somebody else raised their hand. Who raised their hand? Um, 9 or 12? 9. I don't want that. So, would you open that up? <laughs> you freak out. It's C12. C12. Wow. I didn't even have, actually, I did learn that at school, but it was not a magician school. It was a ministry school, I assure you. So uh, some, some of you might have picked up on it. If you said A and C, I don't want B and D. See, I have in mind, this is the trick, I'm headed towards C12. This is the goal I am heading towards, is C12. So if the person chooses B and D, I got to get rid of that, because I can't get rid of C. If I get rid of C, what's the point? So <laughs> you'll be very disappointed in the end. Um, if you say um, uh, between 11 and 12 and you choose 12, well, I'm going to agree with you in that case. I'm going to stick with 12 because I am headed towards C12. So it's not a magic trick. Nobody panic about that. Um, I have explained this before and still had people, after multiple explanations, not get it. it just trust us, okay? It's not magic. I'm headed towards C12. That is my goal. And so that is what I am keeping in mind because I know who God is. And I know God does not like B and D. In fact, he makes it very clear in the Bible, B and D are actually very off limits. Do not do B and D. Very bad, very bad. So I am keeping those things in mind. Does that make sense? I know what God wants, 
and he's saying, Tyler, you're going for C12, so you need to do whatever you do, just keep C and 12. Um, so uh, there you go. Uh, we don't need to know every single detail. I did not need to know what each person was going to say in advance. All I need to know is when it comes up, what I am headed towards. I need to keep C and 12. I don't need to know every detail. I'd love to know every detail. I'm the kind of person that going on a, going on a vacation, I want to have the itinerary. I want to know exactly what we're doing. I don't need to know exactly what we're doing. All I need to know is what God is expecting of me, what God wants me to be headed towards. Um, secondly, we need to be transformed. We need to be filled with God's spirit because if we are, um, uh -oh, where's my bookmark going? If we are not transformed, then what's the point of knowing God? Because a lot of people know who God is, and that doesn't matter to them. Demons know who God is, and they shudder in fear. But is it making a difference in their lives? No, they're called demons for a reason. They don't follow God because they know him. But we follow God because we know him, and we want him to transform our lives so that we get to see God's good and amazing works in our lives. We want him to be working in our life. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then... You will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then you're going to be able to figure it out. When you get to know God and when you allow him to renew your mind, you're able to keep in mind what he wants for your life. It's not always easy. It can be very difficult. In fact, I'm not going to say that it's easier following God. In some ways, it's definitely easier following God. In other ways, it's challenging, and God wants you to rise to those challenges because God wants you to be the best, most amazing person that you can be. He designed us as his masterpiece. Ephesians 2.11, I think. We are God's masterpiece, or we are God's handiwork. And so he wants to see us thrive and be that masterpiece that he has called us to be. He wants us to be transformed. He wants us to be filled with his Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, I was, I, my, my dad was a pastor when I was growing up. And so I learned that I never, ever wanted to do ministry as a job. Definitely not. And everybody would always say, hey, are you going to be a, a, a pastor just like your dad? No, no. <laughs> In fact, I have no clue what I'm going to be, but I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be a drug dealer. That's uh, two things I'm not going to be. Um, and, and so I, I had some things that I knew I didn't want to be, but basically I knew I did not want to be in ministry a, as a job. And um, I loved helping out at church, but that's what every Christian's supposed to be, right? We're the family of God. We're a church family. We support one another, but that doesn't mean I want to get uh, paid to be doing that sort of stuff. Um, and so um, I just knew I did not want to be a pastor when I grew up. And uh, one time when I was at camp, I, I go to Morse camp every summer, and uh, when I was at camp, 
I was, it was after one of the messages, I, we had this prayer time where we go out and pray by the river. And so I'm just sitting on this rock over here by the river and, and uh, I'm just praying. And my friends start going off <laughs> for lunch because it's time where you can stop praying now, you can go eat. And, uh, but I'm thinking about, for some reason, God put in my mind that maybe he wanted me to go into ministry. And so um, I, I, I asked for him to give me a sign. And it wasn't anything magnificent because I'd be too nervous for that. But I said, God, I w- uh, give three big bursts of wind. And uh, there was one. Then there was another one. And there were some other ones that they just didn't count. I'm like, God, that's just a puny little breeze. That's not what I'm thinking. And then there was this third one eventually. And was it the breeze that really convinced me? No, it was not. It was this feeling inside of me that I thought, oh dear, you know what? I do think that's what God wants me to do. That's what I need to be doing with my life uh, in ministry. Not necessarily as a pastor, just like my dad was, but to be doing that sort of life that um, God was asking me to do. And so I knew I don't like C12. In, in this case, that was my C12. I don't like C12. I was hoping to get it crossed off my list. But God made it clear that in my heart, transformation, C12 is the direction I was supposed to be headed in. What is your C12? What is the direction that God wants you to be headed in? Um, I was like Gideon, I don't want to do that. I was like Moses, I don't want to do that. But God had other plans. Um, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, not on what we want or what people around the world want in general, but what God wants, heavenly-minded things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. God is calling us toward the goal. He is calling us heavenward to where he is. That is what he wants for us. And that looks different for every single person. It's different. No person has the same exact calling on their life. But God does have a purpose for our lives. He doesn't just have us come to church so that we can not be transformed, not know God. He wants us to get to know him. He, and that's a lifestyle. Um, in uh, in uh, Galatians, it says, keep in step with the Spirit. It's not just about meeting God. It's about knowing God and being transformed by him, filled with his Holy Spirit and keeping up with that throughout our lives. Um, and thirdly, so we need to know God, we need to be transformed, and we need to go. You ever have a hard time getting started with something? It can be very hard to some, start something new or start something that you're not particularly motivated to do. But sometimes we just need to go and we need to do it. And we need to go boldly, really. God wants us to go and do things with our lives. Um, and I, I think of Jonathan in 1 Samuel 14. Um, Jonathan is King Saul's son. And King Saul has just made God very upset. And he, King Saul started out really well and ended his uh, reign as king very badly. And uh, his son Jonathan, this one day, they're, they're out ready to, to battle. And Jonathan says to his armor bearer, let's go see the enemy. 
and we're, there's like these two cliffs, and we're just going to go in between them, and we're going to look up at the enemy. And if they say, come up here, then that's exactly what we're going to do. That's a sign from God, and we're going to go do it. And if they say, stay down there, we're going to stay down there. <laughs> and uh, so they go, and they show themselves to the enemy that's up there, and they say, uh, and the enemy looks down at them, and like, Look at these Israelites. They're coming out from the cracks that they've been hiding in. They had been hiding. Yes, a lot of them had scattered and ran away because they were so afraid of this uh, army that they were about to face. And um, they said, come up here and we'll teach you a lesson. That's not a friendly invitation. That's far from a friendly invitation. You want to go up, two of you, to go see, oh, I didn't tell you, only two people in that entire army of the Israelites had, uh, had actual swords. So Jonathan has a sword and he has his armor bearer. I don't know what he was carrying, um, uh, an axe uh, for chopping wood, I'm not sure, but it was not a sword. These guys were not prepared for battle. And so, um, he, they, they're, but they are about to go up and see this enemy that says, come here and we'll teach you a lesson. That sounds, for a humanly mindset, you turn around and you leave, you go home, and you don't ever come back. Uh, but God wanted Jonathan to go and do that. And so Jonathan went boldly, and he and his armor bearer, I don't know what was wrong with that armor bearer, but he listened. Um, really, there was nothing wrong. It was all right. Just normally we would say they're crazy, right? And so they climb up there, they get to the top, and in a pal uh, I think it was a quarter of an acre, um, uh, Jonathan goes, and he starts striking people down, and the armor bearer is going behind him killing people, and they kill 20 uh, people out of this entire army. What's two people killing 20 people going to do, really, in the whole scheme of an entire army? They, they're not going to win just like that. That's not how armies work. But God was with them. That was the key thing, because they have God's Holy Spirit working around them. And so, uh, just as we have God working in our lives, and so there was this panic that was sent by God. The entire army starts to scatter. They are running away for their lives. They are gone. The enemy is scattering. They're like, we got to get out of here. And probably, how many of them were actually close enough to see that what they're running from is two little Israelites? What's that? To, you're not supposed to be afraid of two people like that. And so um, then uh, King Saul is over here with his army, and they're like, what is going on over there? Okay, get everybody together. Who's missing? So they do a quick head count. They have two people missing, missing Jonathan and his armor bearer. All right, let's go after them. <laughs> That's his son. And so they go, they go, and they chase after this army. And what they are seeing is really this army is attacking themselves. They're taking their own army out. And so then they just have to come in and chase the rest of them off. And then all of the cowards who had run and hid in the mountains... They start coming out. They're like, oh, hey, what do you know? We're winning. And so they come back, and they join in this fight. Yeah, thanks for sticking around when they needed it most. Uh, now that God is obviously already going to win this battle for you, then you show up? No. God 
wants you to go boldly. He doesn't want you to just stand around and be like, I'm going to wait for God to make the first move. No. Now, God is not wanting us to just go recklessly and go do who knows what. He wants us to know him and to be transformed by him. But with that, we can't just stand around and wait for other things to happen. Because we need to be doing something wherever we are, right? In whatever situation we're in, we can be serving God. And it doesn't matter where we are financially, where we are uh, relationally, where we are, who knows what. It does not matter. What matters is that we are living for God right now. First uh, Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you are doing, do it for God and you will see God work. You'll get to be like Gideon. You'll get to be like Jonathan. You will get to see God work. And it might be in the, it probably won't even be in the ways that you expect. How often is God Almighty, who created absolutely everything in this universe, how often is he predictable? I wouldn't make much, him much of a God, would it? <laughs> so he's not very predictable. All we can predict is that God is good, and he is there. He is all over the place, and he is working for the best thing. And he wants us to do whatever is best. Like I said, he doesn't want us to just recklessly do whatever. What he wants us to do is think, what does God want? So God may say, anything in row C is good, but really, I want you to go for 12. Anything here is good, but 12 is the best. That is where you are going to make the most difference. What is your 12? I'm not even 100% sure what my 12 is, but I have an idea. I have an idea of what that looks like for my life. And so as we get closer, God narrows that in for us. He makes it clear for us. And so 9 might be okay, 10, 11 might be all right. They might be good, they might be helpful. But are we really doing what God wants us to do most? Are we just there to help? Or are we there to go and do exactly what God wants us to do? Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer, by prayer and petition, give thanks to God, but he wants us to give him our requests. And we don't need to be anxious. We don't need to be stressed out about not knowing all the details. In Proverbs 3, 3 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, not your understanding, but on God's understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He didn't say that he'd make it nice and easy and flat and give you a, a motorcycle to go down that path. But he is going to make it straight. He's going to make it clear. This is where you're headed right now. Keep going this way. Keep going straight in that direction towards the goal. Press on and you will get to that prize. God is calling us heavenward. Where are you going? Where am I going? I just want to go where God wants me to go. I want to be exactly where he wants me to be, doing what he wants me to do. And I hope, I, ch I want to challenge you guys. I hope that you feel challenged with whatever it is that God wants you to do, that you will go and do that more and more every single day, boldly, with strength, God's strength, to go and do exactly as he wants you to do. Um, the worship team can come up and we're going to sing another song. But whatever it is that you're facing, don't worry about it. 
just keep on knowing God more and more. Live for him. Be transformed. Know God. Be transformed and go 